Welcome to Global Brains, the podcast, where we interview AI experts, thought leaders, business executives, as well as young talent all over the world to demystify AI and discuss the latest trends in business and beyond. Our goal is to make AI understandable and accessible to everyone. So let's get started with your host, Michael Burkhart. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you are at the moment. Welcome to our first episode. I'm Michael, your host, but in the future, be prepared. There will be many more people as our podcast is a community-driven project. We aim to bridge the gap between technical and non-technical content to make AI understandable for all. Our goal is to bring in the human side and show how AI technology can augment our own capabilities. In our first episode, we were very lucky to speak to Professor Ryoshi Ishiguro, who is the director of the Intelligent Robotics Laboratory at Osaka University in Japan. Professor Ishiguro is well known in the robotics field and has built many androids, one of which resembles him, called the Geminoid. In this episode, we spoke about his vision, what he learned when building the Geminoid, and the role of his hairdryer when it comes to developing new ideas. But now, with no further delay, let us start. So the first question I have is, what is your vision? What is the motivation behind your work? Hmm. My motivation is to understand what the human is actually, right? And I'm quite interested in the, uh, uh, myself or maybe the humans or societies. You know, uh, I really think uh, the, our purpose to survive in this world as a human is to think about the humans. You know, so always we are trying to understand ourselves. So that is uh, the most important motivation to survive in this world. So, um, well, in my case, is uh, you know by using uh, computer technologies and robot technologies and other technologies, you know, I'm approaching to that questions. Okay, this is also the reason why you are building humanoid or android robots, right? Because they are very, very human-like. And mm -hmm. in the process of building these robots, you already learn a lot about our own human nature. Right. And, uh, you know, the once we create a very human-like robot, we can directly touch to the very uh, important human natures. Like, you know, now we are talking each other, right? This is a conversation. What's the real meaning of a conversation? You know, um, that... And, uh, you know, um, probably, you know, in order to have a conversation, we need to think about something. What, what, what is to think, right? So there are so many ambiguous, unknown things. You know, we, we are using a many unknown world, right? So I, I want to understand each ambiguous, but a very important concept for the, as a humans, you know, by using a robot. So that is, the, you know, uh, actually what we are doing in my lab. Okay, so when you when you talk about thinking, you're talking about consciousness, right? Um, consciousness is is yes is um, you know <laughs> well thinking and consciousness, emotions yeah. and intention, desires. These are, cannot be clearly separate, right? You know, um, the, you know these uh, these words are not clearly defined. Mm -hmm. and, what is your do, yeah. we have, do we have your own definition of consciousness? What do you think? What is? The... Yeah, consciousness is. Uh, well, I don't have a, you know the my original the definition, but in in the research uh, area, um, basically you know we consider there are three levels, three layers for the consciousness: arousal levels, and and phenomen phenomenological levels, and uh, you know the access levels. Right? Phenomenological level is uh, queries. 
right? So when we see the, uh, for example, sunset, you know, the uh, we moved, right? So that is, uh, 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 you now we are moved by watching the beautiful sunset. That is a phenomenological reverse. And the accessibility is, uh, you know, we, we can, uh, they considered uh, the ourself, ourself, you know, the, the, the we feel, we can feel the self, right? So that is access level. So, um, but the, these three uh, layers, three levels are tightly coupled and we cannot decompose. And uh, at the same time, you know, these, con uh, the conscious levels, uh, the closely related to the intention, desire, the emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, basically you use um, Androids as a platform to learn more about our own emotions and thinking and how do you do that? I know that you mm. have projects or research going on on how people are being influenced when they um, interact with one of your um, let's say Androids. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you do that? What is like the process behind it? Mm. Um, always we, uh, you know, the observing the uh, reaction by pupils. So, you know, the, well, probably we are do, do, doing two things. We are improving the Android performance and then, you know, the, we are checking the reaction of uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the subjects and then, you know, um, we, we are building a kind of hypothesis about the human nature. So, and what, what is the, um, connection between the let's say the body and mm. um the brain cause... yeah that is uh, you know uh, uh, one of the very important topics for us so originally i have developed the uh, android system as teleoperated android so teleoperated android means you know uh, if we talk through the internet you know android they can behave like me and and then you know the so that that, that is a very simple teleoperations so every Everybody can easily uh, accept the Android body as their own bodies, right? So, um, so, um, so actually, you know, the, we do not need to have uh, uh, tight connections between the body and, and uh, body and brains, right? Even if that is the Android bodies, you know, the our brain can accept the Android body. Uh, as our own body, if the brain can control the, the body, right? so that is a quite uh, interesting um, you know, phenomenon. Okay, and when I think about the Geminoid you built, um, mm. what were some key insights you had along the process? Because it basically represents yourself. Um, mm -hmm. What was the reflection process behind it? What, what did you learn when you did this? Mm. You know, the more, most important lesson was uh, uh, actually I couldn't accept the, uh, uh, my first Gemini as myself, but uh, you know, other people, the student and my staff, everybody said that this is identical to to myself, right? So I so that means that, you know the, I I. Uh, we cannot have objective views about ourselves, right? We don't know the, our face and voice and behaviors, right? So, and I think, and so we found, I found that, uh, you know, the humans principally cannot um, they, uh, have uh, objective views. Uh, uh, and so that, that, that was the most interesting the findings for right. me. 
right? Because we are biased, right? So we have we perceive our own world, right? But people mm -hmm. that surround we, us, mm, we can observe the world, but we cannot, you know, directly observe ourselves, our bodies, our face, right? We need to use the mirrors. We need to use the voice recorders, right? But, uh, you know, once we use the voice recorders and, and look at the mirrors, that is, you know, it's, it's different from the uh, my recognitions, you know. So the, the recorded voice sounds like uh, other, other persons. Okay. So, and principally, you know, the, we cannot have a, a, the objective views, objective, well, uh, the understanding about ourselves. Yeah. So this is basically the first step, right? So you build the geminoid and it's representing your uh, look and your voice, um, the way your the way you move. Um, but the next step would be to think about your personality, let's say, right? So you want to make the geminoid um, able to communicate and interact with people. And... Mm -hmm. I guess then it becomes even more complicated because right. you, how do you put um, the, your personality um, mm. onto the geminoid? Mm. But personality, so we are not studying the personality yet. Mm. But before the personality, we need to develop the uh, um, the uh, the abilities or functions. Uh, to have a conversation with others, right? And the com conversational autonomous robot is very difficult, right? So now we are focusing on the uh, conversational functions. And, you know, we are taking many approaches, like a chatbot approach or, you know, maybe more advanced uh, uh, the approach for the casual discussions. And uh, now, you know, we are fo uh, focusing on the uh, uh, more deeper conversations based on the intention desires. Okay. So I, I'm curious, what do you think? When will be the time when I sit here um, with you, let's say, and I'm talking to the Geminoid, and I cannot be sure that I'm talking to you or a robot version of yourself? Uh -huh. Yeah, well, maybe the features, right? So <laughs> improve the robots more and more. You know, we may have that kind of uh, situation, right? but not yet. Yeah, and... So when we when we think about the robot society and we when you think about merging with technology, um, mm. what do you think about also unplugging from technology once in a while and focusing on our human um, nature and mm. stepping away a little bit from from technology? Um, do you think that is important? And do you think this uh, will be less important in the future? You know, it, I think it's quite important to deeply think about the human nature, but you know, the fundamentally. Um, the we, we human has uh, two ways for the evolution. What one is the genes, uh, and, and the another is the technologies. So technologies, you know, we, and because of the technologies, we can be humans. That is, the technology is a difference from the animal, right? So if we don't use the technology, we gonna be a monkey, right? Mm. We cannot separate technology from the humans, right? And the, you know, the human is the animal use the technology and tools, right? So, but, uh, you know, we need to carefully uh, uh, study the both sides of uh, uh, animal side of humans and technology side of humans. But more important things is uh, we can extend, we, we, we can develop the uh, much better abilities by accepting, by developing new technologies. So that is a way of uh, human evolution. And um, 
personally, um, what are the biggest, let's say, hurdles that have to be overcome to um, build a robot society? Um, the commercial for the, if we look at the smartphones, smartphones, you know, um, one country cannot develop the practical systems with the smartphone technologies. So iPhones, some other smartphones, this is a kind of a world commercial product, right? So um, actually we need to have a big market to have uh, a more powerful but cheap devices, right? <clears throat> well, for, for the robots, um, the robots need to have more technologies, right? Well, at least you know, robots need to have actuators, right? We need to add the sensor and actuator to the smartphone, then we can have a robot. So in this case, we need to have a more bigger market, more, you know, the strong impact to the society. Otherwise, we cannot have a mass productions, and the otherwise, that product is going to be very expensive. So that is the most difficult the aspect of uh, uh, robot society, how we can make the robot cheap but reliable, more reliable, right? Okay. And talking about markets and in industries and commercialization, so what is the difference between the Japanese market and the markets outside of Japan? The Japanese market is not enough. I mean, it's so small. You know, you know we, we need to sell the robot in, in the world. Right, and we need to have a much bigger market. So I'm, you know, a little bit interested in a Chinese, uh, Chinese market, and you know, Chinese market is quickly growing, and they're crazy. I'm very, uh, they're eager to develop the uh, robots, right? So, well, one of the possibilities is, uh, you know, China, you know, they may develop the practical robots, right? So. You know, in Japan, Japanese market is so small, but the Chinese market is much, much bigger. Okay. Okay. So you're touching on accept acceptance. So you say Chinese is, for example, Chinese, China is very eager to um, progress in terms of AI. So let's touch on the utopian and dystopian scenarios. I would be interested what you think about it, because when you listen to experts, there are always two different kinds of uh, opinions. One kind is, okay, it's going to be great. And one opinion is more, um, it's going to be very, very bad. So what is your opinion on these scenarios in the future? Are you more positive, more negative? What do you think what is important to think about? I, I, I cannot say it is better or uh, the worse uh, you know, bad. Because um, future is future, right? Mm. You know, always we can find some happiness there and unhappy things also, yeah. right? Uh, and and happy and unhappy so that this is a kind of a relative uh, the things and uh, but more important things is to develop to uh, to to extend our abilities right mm -hmm. and to survive more and more right so we um, if we develop more technologies you know we want to have more chances to survive in this world in this universe okay so that is uh, you know uh, the most important things for the humans. So I don't care about it's a dystopia or utopia. So it's it's just a relative measures, relative things, right? Mm -hmm. If you uh, can enjoy, you know, and the, and the, well, if you can enjoy or not, that is up to you, right? Yeah, and there we come again with personal perception. And mm -hmm. so um, you then extend our capabilities. So the one 
area is robots. Another area is to actually merge with technology in the sense, let's say that we implant neuro um, chips into our brain and extend our mm. memory and so on. Mm. So at a certain point, we might want to keep up with robots, right? So once robots surpass mm. our capabilities, um, maybe you think, okay, um, I want to keep up and I want to catch up. So mm -hmm. um, you implement, implement uh, certain technologies into your body. So mm -hmm. you basically become a cyborg. What do you think about this perspective? It's natural, of course. You know, and well, as I said, you know, the uh, technology is a way of evolution for the humans. Of course, definitely, we want to accept the uh, more technologies. If we want, you know, we want to have an implant. We want to, you know, well, the, look at the, you know, the, what what we are doing the now. You know, everybody using their smartphones. I just keep using the smartphone. This is a kind of an implanting technology, almost. Yeah. So um, then I would be very interested into, do you have any personal techniques or routines that you do on a daily basis, maybe to come up with new ideas or to... <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I always try to think of many things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a kind of internal voice. I guess you also have some internal voice in your brain, right? So always you know, someone is just uh, speaking in my in my brain, and then so uh, the most important moment is uh, when I am you know in the bathroom um, uh, when, when when I'm taking a shower. Just after taking a showers, you know, I need to dry the hair, right? When I'm using a dry, hair dryers, you know, always some ideas coming up. Right? So, <laughs> That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, you know. So if I touch to my my head, right, mm -hmm. I think uh, you know, and I can have a kind of a neutral in the conditions in my in my brain. Right? Then you know there are some ideas that are coming up. Right? So. Interesting, <laughs> because I haven't used a hair dryer in a few years, so I will <laughs> definitely start uh, today after this conversation. <laughs> Maybe that's a new thing. It's a quite important to have a kind of a neutral uh, the condition of a brain. So it's it, maybe similar to the mentalization, I guess. But in my case is uh, it, it's easy, right? Just use a hair dryer, then you know, I can mentalize. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Cool. Um, one more question. So mm -hmm. imagine you would be 18 years old in mm -hmm. 2018, right now, with mm -hmm. the knowledge and experience you have right now. What would you do? What would you do? What would you? What skills would you acquire? What would you do? I see. Probably still, I'm doing the same thing because the, uh, my current uh, the motivation is to know about myself and the humans and, and society. So this is a very fundamental and the basic things. I will do the just the same things, but uh, you know, I may have more challenges, right? and I may. Have uh, I may start the uh, another companies or you know well if I I'm young you know I can take more challenges. Okay, so which fields would you uh, be interested into? I know that um, mm -hmm. you are into philosophy, you are into art, you are into psychology. So mm -hmm. what other fields? Probably you know I so what I want I you know, I I think I was a good programmer when I was young right so if I can become uh, eight, eight, 18 years old right now you know I'm going to back to the uh, software uh, software world and develop the uh, artificial intelligence by myself mm. I guess <laughs> mm. so a combination of technical skills um, 
with uh, philosophy and uh, psychology and and many many different fields because when we talk about humans all these yeah, fields but, uh, emerge right yeah but the most powerful approach is a constructive approach just create uh, something uh, you know the uh, conscious agent right and then you know the uh, after that we can talk about the you know psychologies and philosophies right but without robot without the agent you know you know we we, we cannot have a discussions right so mm, okay i call this approach that you know constructive approach you know so i if i'm young i can take the more challenges by myself right? i'm working with many students right now but somehow you know the uh, yeah if i can be a student again i can do do it more and more okay are you one more question that just popped up into my mind? Uh, mm -hmm. Do you do you know the uh, series Westworld? Mm -hmm. Are you watching it? Yeah, mm, okay. but I don't like I don't like that idea. That that's totally wrong. We you know if the robot is so human like we cannot kill, right? If yeah. we we can kill the human human like robot, that is a murder. Well, you know we are not so crazy. Mm. Okay, the yeah. Westworld is totally wrong. Okay. Interesting. So, is there any series you would recommend? How about the Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man, you know, that uh, played by uh, uh, Robin Williams. I love that movie. What is it again? What is the name again? Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man, the man who lived uh, two centuries. I, yes, yes, I know it. I watched it as as pretty old, right? Not pretty yeah, old. Yeah, very but... old. Yeah, but uh, you know, I love that movie. Yeah, I watched it as a child. I remember. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I will watch it again. Okay, perfect. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, well, that was uh, so yeah. great. I learned so much. Yeah, um, I, I could enjoy the, the conversation. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Cool. Uh, bye. Bye bye. This episode of Global Brains the Podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more insights and the latest trends in the AI world. Always aiming to make AI accessible to everyone. Also, don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. If you work in the AI field or want to, join our community by following the link in the description. See you in the next episode.